time for the Malloy Drive Show podcast. And there's nothing like a Crown forklift for picking it up and putting it down. Check them out at crown.com or call 131 604. No risk, no worries. Okay, Australia, you know him. You can count on him. I'm a 50-50 chance. You love him. Hello. Go to the top shelf, ladies. And now, it's his show. Here we go, people. This is Malloy. Hello, Australia. Welcome to the bigger Thursday edition of Malloy. Hello, Dave. Big, big day. How are you, Mickey? It's going to be a cracker. Oh. Jim Jeffries on board. Oh, look out. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. You've been warned. Yep. He's back in the house. Cannot wait. Titus O'Reilly joins us. Oh, so Titus. much to unpack from the world of sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, gone wild up and running, including an interview with Elaine Benstead. You won't believe what they're up to over at Zoos, South Australia. Oh, no, I've Let's seen just it. say, uh, not wearing a lot. No. Careful. Confronting. They're starkers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, I will explain yeah. more on the way down. Audio Neri. Ordinary. Audio Neri. Is back this uh, today? Tickets for Kings of Leon. You can win with that. Coming up a little later. Okay, we'll take your course. We'll take your tweets. So much to get through on the oh, big program, mate. Dave. Here we go for a big Thursday. Yeah. Malloy starts right now with Blink 182. 182. 182. 182. 182. Audio Neri. This is Malloy. Big Thursday head, Titus O'Reilly, Jim Jeffries to join us a little later and more coming up on this Big Thursday. Big Thursday. For you in particular, Mr Malloy. What's, what's that? Front Bar front Cricket bar Show tonight. tonight. This is our national cricket special with wait. Sir Ian Botham and Ricky Ponting. Massive. I've seen some of the footage. Oh, yeah? You don't want to miss this. Yes. This will be a fun night in front of the telly yep. for the whole family. Because uh, the Ashes is the oh, greatest sporting it is. conflict in the world. So looking forward There's to it. Something about Australia versus England, it is. which gets me like nothing else in world it's a great sport. Great contest, isn't and it? it's it's on, baby. Yeah, and uh, one of the best blokes in the business. You know, you know, you know a good guy when you go. I wish he played for Australia. Like honor, I call them honorary Australians yeah. in sport, and both of them is just one yeah, of those guys where you go. I wish you'd been. There. And you played eighteen holes with him on Monday. Had in holes and had about 18 back at the clubhouse. <laughs> He's a good, solid oh, bloke. Uh, the best sir I've ever met. Yeah, well yeah. done. Well, 8.30 tonight, Channel 7. You don't want to miss it. It's the Front Bar Cricket Edition. Hey, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, mm. but uh, next Friday, our last show. Last show ever. Is shaping up <clears throat> to oh, be yeah? an absolute cracker. I, so, so far, can I just say, this is a mixed farewell rooftop party. Yep. And Paul Kelly's put his hand up and said, I'm coming in with my full band. He's going wait. to do six songs. He's a national on the, treasure. On the rooftop. It'll be like the Beatles. So he's going to play songs. So the, all the songs we'll be playing, Paul will play live on the show. Uh, he's, going to, he's going to play live. And the guest list is oh, unbelievable. Ross Noble, Glenn oh. Robbins, Dave O'Neill, Eddie Maguire, Jane Kennedy, awesome. Adam Rosenbachs. It's going to be all, all our, our friends. friends yeah. all up. It's all thanks to Brick Lane who are putting it on. I'm going to be, uh, so it's a party put on by Brick Lane. It's been a party nuts? put on by Brick Lane uh, <laughs> involving me, everyone I love, That's and awesome. the great Paul Kelly. And it's wow. going to be next Friday, and it's going to be a fitting farewell to a good stint yeah, uh, and bet. a great organisation, which is Triple M. Yeah, uh, can't wait, I love mate. Next so Friday, huge. So much. Hey, in the meantime, though, Dave, time for this. <laughs> Gone Wild. A special edition of Gone Wild today. Oh, yeah. It always is when we check in with the CEO of Zoos South Australia, Helene Benstead joins us now. Hi, Elaine. How are you? Very, very well, Mick. We've definitely gone wild this time, though, haven't we? Oh, my Have God. Have you ever? What a bombshell <laughs> you've dropped on me today. <laughs> you've brought your latest fundraising technique to the table. Could you explain to our national audience how they can help you 
raise money. For which particular project is this at the moment? Look, it's, a, it's for a range of our conservation projects. We're in the lead up to Black and White Friday, which... Yep. We do, obviously, in honour of our pandas, but (laughs) in the lead up to Black and White Friday, we've launched a whole range of of fundraising activities and also great things to buy for Christmas, like membership discounts, etc. This year, we've got one step further and Mm -hmm. we have released a calendar called Conservation Uncovered that features a range of our staff in less than they normally wear when they come to work at a zoo. Well, they're in the oh. nutty, Elaine. It's all very tasteful and there's no nudity. Comp- there's a lot of props and... <laughs> there's a lot of animals being used in compromising yeah. positions. It looks a bit Game of Thronesy from <laughs> where I'm sitting. So this is fantastic. Who is posing for yeah. these? Tell us where you've acquired all the talent. Oh, the talent, and they're all volunteers. So yes. they've obviously all uh, been very happy to be involved because they said my staff are so passionate about conservation. Of they course. really go over and above. Yep. We've got some of our animal care, so our keeping staff, people from our veterinary team, conservation manager, our events person, some of our tour hosts, wow. our horticulturalist. So it's literally been representatives from across the organisation, uh, different ages, yeah. different state of fitness. <laughs> um, that's uh, fabulous. And I notice the blokes have given the donkeys a wide berth, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. No need to comment. <laughs> I won't comment. Elaine, are you involved? Can, are you, oh, you featured be, in any month what, of the calendar? What month are you on? Can we tune into what? Are you, are you, you've got a ring of August. I think you? so too. July. I've got to say the marketing team were very, very keen to have the leadership team um, as a feature. And I'm just saying people have to buy the calendar and then they'll buy <laughs> it. Right. Well, feel free to send me something privately. <laughs> now, can I say this could be good for Fung Yi and Wang Wang. Oh, yeah. Why, this could be. Why don't we hang one of these in the pen? That's it. Next time we get close to you know, the, the, time. the tiny window of opportunity. <laughs> and this could get them across the line, do you think? You think this could give some inspiration? Oh, I think exactly. this is the missing piece of the puzzle that we're yeah. looking at. If only it was that simple, Mick, oh. is what I can say. <laughs> you will get there one day. You're a great team over there. Mm. You. This is a fun project. I'm looking at it now. It's hilariously done. There was a lot of laughs, I've got I to bet. say, as yep. they were doing the filming and the photographer, Claudio uh, Rochella, who, who spent a lot of time with us um, and was, became quite passionate about conservation as well. There was huge amounts of laugh, all really tasteful. And, um, yeah, it tells the story of who we are and what we do in a slightly different way. We encourage everyone to have a look at the Zoos SA website. Do that. Is Tim Payne involved at all? No, I wouldn't have thought so. Don't answer that. But sometimes uh, I just know not to answer. You're very well trained, Elaine. Elaine, thank you again. Have you got the website details there, Dave? It's zoosa.com.au slash black and white weekend to pre-order the conservation uncovered calendars and you can check out the other black and white That is as well. a great stocking stuffer yeah, for Christmas. Great idea. All right, well done, Elaine. Bye-bye. It's Malloy. Driving you home, this, this is Malloy. Gone wild. Still got a few more stories to cover uh, in the animal kingdom. Uh, Australia's most expensive goat has been sold. How much? 21,000. For a goat? That's a lot of money. For a a goat. goat. Who, as we know, Dave, are dicks. No, yeah. They are always behaving like dicks. If you we, turn your back on a goat, oh, it'll be stomping it'll on your car. It will. It'll butt you. It will. What about the guy? What about the guy who got butted by the goat mm. and then it stood there looking at him while he's being loaded into an ambulance? <laughs> 
tried to butt the ambulance. That is so goat behaviour. You had a goat, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did have what a goat. What happened to yours? I've, I've told this story before on the no, air. No, Dave, what happened to yours? It gives me no goat? pleasure to, to mention this goat oh. that we had. So mum and dad, we lived on eight acres of property and it was mainly sort of grassland stuff. So we got the goat to sort of keep the thing down. But in the end, it started eating fences and stuff like that. So what Dad did was put it on, on a chain so we could have a pole, man, chain, man. then the goat would just... What like, could go wrong? So like a big circle. And you'd move what the pole around. What could go wrong, No, nah, it strangled itself to death. Yeah, we come out one day and, um, and we <laughs> went around this pole and uh, yeah, it was a bit too tight in the end. Anyway, RIP. We were trying to milk it as well at one stage. We thought we might be able to get some milk out of it, but... Uh, no, I lived too late. <laughs> After it died. No, just... Dead man's milk. <laughs> that'll be a thing next. That's the thing, you wait, go... someone will want that. Oh, that'll, that'll be a... a... Dead man's milk. Mm. Uh, dead goat's milk. You milk anything these days. You can milk an almond, apparently. Yeah, how do Look you Look at do that? that goat. You know what I see when I see that picture of that goat? What's that? A, a really nice curry. <laughs> a $21,000 curry. It's got what an I'm looking adorable at right look on its face, though, doesn't it? Man! A bit jowly, though. Hey, it knows it's a good-looking rooster. It does. It? Oh, it's got it. swagger, doesn't it? It's got a real the tilt? goaty swagger. Man. All right. I like the mouth-water. <laughs> it's a good, it is a good hey, looking Speaking goat. of mouth-watering, here's some bad news for What's lovers that? of shellfish. Uh, lobsters and crabs are now considered sentient beings. And shouldn't be boiled alive. Oh. According to a UK report, octopuses, crabs, and lobsters are capable, apparently, of experiencing pain and suffering. According to a new review commissioned by the UK government. Okay. So they've added the creatures to a list of sentient beings to be given protection under new animal welfare laws. Boo! <laughs> I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong, I love animals. Yeah. You love a really lobster. enjoy lobster. Yeah. But don't they sort of squeal when you put them into a pot I, of boiling water? Yeah, well, you know Isn't what? Isn't there like a. I've. Dave's secret sound. I see. I see it more as a bit of a hot tub. <laughs> I see it be more of having fun. You Is that what out. they're doing? Well, yeah. what's cooler? Putting them in a tank so you can pick them out. They know what's going on. You're Don't right. pick me. Don't You're pick right. me. You can see them hiding it's behind. Terrible the, way to go. So does creature. sentient mean they got feelings? Is that what they're well, trying I'd to say? You know when all this started? Like you know you can't boil an animal. This guy when he, we couldn't smack a kid. <laughs> it all goes <laughs> the back old to days. There. Yeah, you know when guess. you could smack a kid in the shopping well, centre. That's it. Yep, we all knew understood the rules. Of course. But now you no. can't hurt the feelings of a lobster. Good luck, good, good luck running that by Chinatown, by the way, who are very good at cooking. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Of course. Of... Yum. Uh... What else you got on the Gone Wild Department here? We've offended most people. <laughs> Crabs, goats. Oh, here's some bad news lobsters. on the albatross front. Albatross. Uh, and it gives me no joy to do this, but climate change is causing albatross divorce rates to rise. So, Alba, I don't, I don't know if you know about this, David, but no, the albatross is one of the most loyal uh, partners in the world. Uh, they pair up for life. Do they? And uh, until recently, only 1% ever cheated. And now that's gone up to about 7.8%. Well, how, I don't understand. What has climate change got to do with that? Well, I don't know. All right. Ask David Attenborough. <laughs> well, you're doing the Gone Wild story. Out the story. Well, I thought you had all your information in front of you. You have a reason well, why. You know, it's just the warmer conditions. The water's warmer. Okay. No, the hot tub scenario. <laughs> so they're all going down there. The albatross. It's like a swingers party. Is it? Albatross. Really? The beaks in the bowl. Now, they're the biggest bird in the world, aren't they, the albatross? I think technically they are the... Am I right? I would have thought the emu might be have it covered. <laughs> maybe maybe the ostrich. The maybe the ostrich. I don't know, Dave. Like the biggest wingspan, maybe. I might have my details wrong on that. That's why they call it an albatross in golf, isn't it? Because it's like that's the big one. No, anyway. All right. And now albatross, no, because it's in relationship to the birdie, and it's right. bigger than the birdie. That's right. But it doesn't bigger. mean it's the biggest, Dave. 
We better get the expert in. Here he comes. Oh, he comes, oh, yeah. he comes old, He's all nerdy. What all right. It? So uh, you're correct about the emu. Thank you. But uh, Dave is also correct Thank because you. it is the largest of the flying birds. Yeah, but he birds. didn't say that. That's what I meant. <laughs> he didn't That's say it, That's what I mate. meant. <laughs> well, anyway, it's an absolute root fest. Down, down at the albatross nest. All right? It's, All right. As I said, beaks in the bowl. And off you go. And uh, that wingspan, I'll yeah. tell you, I, I, they need a wingman. Okay. Because there's that much. They've, they've got Ashley Medicines now. For, <laughs> just for albatrosses. We're done. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Gone wild. All right. Hey, Titus O'Reilly is going to clean things up for us in just a moment. And then Jim Jeffries to join us in the second hour of Malloy. A drive home that's always unpredictable. This is Malloy. Titus O'Reilly coming up soon. Jim Jeffries as well. And don't forget the Front Bar Cricket Edition special tonight, Channel 7, 8.30. Lord Ian Bothy, Bo- Beefy Botham. Lord and Sir. And so, is it Lord and Sir? I'd like to be both. I'd like to be Duke. Duke Malloy. Duke Michael Malloy. Third, the third Not Duke bad. third Duke of Richmond. <laughs> Michael Malloy, the third Duke of Richmond. Or an Earl. Your Honour. Earl would yeah. be good. Earl. Earl Malloy. Um... It's not bad. Yeah, so, but, so he's on the show tonight. He is. And we're not allowed to have a studio audience because of COVID. Sure. And because they're so big, we've been asked to take these rapid antigen tests. Oh, yeah. Like the PCRs, what they call them? Like the PCRs. So yeah. just as we speak earlier mm. today, just like moments as the show went on, yes. uh, I took mine. And unbeknownst to me, you were... I was rolling on it. Yeah, I'm recording at the time. You were rolling on it. Yeah. Um, Thank you, <laughs> Clever idea. And I think like, you've got to play it, but yes. I think you'll find I was the perfect patient. Mm. I, I feel, always feel sorry for James for whatever reason. He's always dragged into this to try he and sort you out. He was in his element today. He loves it. Oh, he was He's getting off on it. He, was <laughs> he, 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 he wanted to have a go. <laughs> he hasn't done one. He yet. has more. He's had more COVID tests than anybody. He's had over 12. He's 30. got a PCR test in his drawer just in of case. Of course he does. Anyway. So we're all aware of the Nova cluster. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Christy Swan and uh, Jonathan Brown. Paying, I think, is patient zero. You reckon it's well, like I just you know, let's touch wood. Yeah, let's hope We've got to get to We're the end to get, of the, our shows. We're about to find out what your <laughs> test well, is. So listen, let's have, this is moments ago. Yeah, is what you did with your test. There's nothing rapid about the rapid antigen test, let me tell you. Okay, so what do I do now? Blow your nose. I want to blow my nose. Okay. Stick the swab about uh, 1.5 to 2.5 centimetres in. You should feel just a little bit of resistance. Jesus. Now twist uh, around. Do it five times. Yep. It's better be real. You better not be. (laughs) Tell me when you've done five. Shut up for a minute. Okay. Right. Take it out. Into the oven. Ah. Should have got the anal swab. Oh, Jesus. Are you all right? Oh, oh, shit. Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, baby. Now what? Put it in. Put it in. Now twist it around to 10 seconds. Oh, jeez. My eyes are watering. Keep going. Keep going. There's a reason for it. I'm not going to Two, one, Horn. stop. All right. Remove the swab. What do, you, what do you do with... Don't worry. Just swab in the plastic. Yoink. Stop. Put that in. Yep. And it's three drops. Yeah, three drops. Where it says S. One, One two, two, three, stop. Now he needs a lollipop after that. I wouldn't mind a lollipop. <laughs> so fun watching men waiting for a test. <laughs> well, there it was, uh, the test. Should have enjoying that, Whitney. We'll get to you in just a moment. Mm. But is it time for the big reveal? Should we do it now? We got the yes. You got, got the got result? The results oh, I'm hand. nervous for have you. We, this could be the pain cluster right now. I don't 
What's the result? You're not going to believe this. What? I'm pregnant. Oh, Mickey! Congratulations! It's twins. <laughs> Don't take me back to that. Can I say I'm clear? All oh, you're clear. clear. I'm well in. Uh, I do feel like I've got a fascinating insight now into what it's like for a woman to wait for a pregnancy. <laughs> well, welcome. So, welcome. Oh, welcome. Whitney's had a few over the years. No, we're not talking about Thank your pregnancy. Most days she comes in. I beg your pardon. Being on a stick. Usual cubicle. <laughs> now, can I ask, so that, that is quite ter- a terrifying little wait. How, yeah. how, how long does a pregnancy test take I you? think, look, it's been a while since I've long. done a lot, my last one, but uh, yeah. I think it's about three minutes now and you've got to lie it flat mm. and generally you walk away. And you just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Time would stand still. Yeah, absolutely. That's and a long ten minutes. Will you put some music on? What do you do? <laughs> no, you normally got a girlfriend with you. You normally go, God, you have got to come around for this. You know, yeah. have a wine in between. Well, you girls can't go to the toilets unless you're together well, that's anyway. True. <laughs> that's so, true. Uh, something as big as a pregnancy test. Yeah. Do you know pregnancy tests are quite common in like girls' um, like desk drawers? Oh, like yeah. at work. Yeah, it worked. Oh, right. Yeah, I know a couple of you girls that have some. when you're looking for chocolate or something or rifling <laughs> through someone's drawer. My, uh, my two kids, we both kept their pregnancy tests. So, oh, uh, Dave. In our little folder with their little, you know, the birth certificates and stuff. So the original And your girl just t- turned 18. So it's been there for 18 years. You had that piece I've got a couple on my desk which years. we're giving away. <laughs> Why are you hanging on to a pregnancy? I don't know why we did it when pregnancy. we know we knew we were pregnant. Like, here's the start of the journey and mm. it started with the pregnancy test. I've kept a few condoms. That have have you? Oh, Some I old dingers. I beg your pardon. Saved the day. No. Oh, no. But that's why I got so much enjoyment out of watching you do that stupid test and you struggled way too much. It was great. Well, all right. Well, you're well, negative. That's good. So you get to go I'm, on the TV tonight. To go. Yes. The show's on tonight. Front Channel bar. 7, Thursday. Don't miss it. 8.30 tonight. All right, coming up, yep, Titus O'Reilly right after cake. It is Malloy on Triple M. For the drive home, this, this is Malloy. I can't believe it! Returning with more sport. This is Titus O'Reilly. Uh, coming in hot mm. after wrapping up the Cheap Seats. Congratulations well on the Cheap Seats, yeah. by the way. That is a fantastic TV program uh, that uh, I enjoyed immensely. Me too. Uh, pound for pound, uh, jokes are plenty, and you uh, were fantastic, uh, of course, covering the world of sport. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I, I was the bit of rela- the gay change where we stopped having jokes. <laughs> just had me on. No, you had the world of sport covered as you always do. Where do you want to start today? The, I suppose we're moving towards an Ashes series. Uh, Tim Payne, uh, regardless of the what, what you think of what he did, mm. is, is, can, can he play? Is, is there too much noise around that guy to put him into the team? Oh, I don't think he'll play. I mean, there's arguments over whether without being captain, whether he's the best keeper anyway. Oh, yeah. But the story of Tim Payne that I can't believe since we've last spoke, I think we spoke about it when this was breaking We did. Week. I yeah. think we were on air pretty much. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So since then, the brother-in-law also got caught sending texts to the same woman, yeah. racy texts to yeah. the woman Tim Payne was. Right. And the, the media are missing the biggest angle here, which is you've got a Tasmanian man and his brother-in-law <laughs> sending texts to a Tasmanian woman, and the woman is not a relative. <laughs> like this is this has probably never happened before. This is a step forward. This is a, this is a breakthrough. <laughs> but Isn't that? A, aren't you shocked? I am indeed. I am indeed shocked. And I tell you what, though, 
It's going to make for a bloody interesting Christmas dinner <laughs> or lunch when the, the whole family get together and we, you know, you're pulling your bonbons <laughs> and you're going, <laughs> oh, dear, I don't know where this starts no. and ends, but I'll tell you what, uh, we have our front bar on tonight, at Titus. You'll be on next Thursday, uh, I believe, uh, with Rod Marsh, but tonight oh. it's Serene Botham. And look, uh, Tim Payne will get a mention. Yeah. We'll try and dispose of it early. Right. Uh, we'll get it out of our system and then we'll <laughs> you, move you, on. You just got 45 minutes on him up front. <laughs> We've had to do some judicious editing <laughs> is what I would call it, Titus. Uh, now, obviously, he steps aside. Yeah. Who uh, who steps up? Yeah. Bearing in mind that the Australian Cricket Board uh, or the, uh, the Cricket Australia have mm. now said – they will be doing background checks uh, on yeah. all uh, those putting their names forward. Right. How's this going to work? This new thing of doing background checks on employees, it's revolutionary, Mick. It's never been done in, in business ever. Well, uh, it has, uh, I should say, a little bit to do with me leaving Triple M. Let's <laughs> just say it uh, it's been introduced. I get it. Uh, it's with a heavy heart. I announced that uh, I'm leaving next Friday. Uh, but who, so who yeah. do you think and what do you see the future for Australian cricket? Well, it's going to be Pat Cummins and you've got to say, can he, the pressure on him can, to uphold these high standards that previous <laughs> captains have set. His <laughs> big shoes to fill. What, what a bar to, to jump. Yes. It's a high bar. <laughs> so, Pat Cummins, can, can a fast bowler be a captain of Australia? I mean, all I want my fast bowler to do is I want to throw him the ball and get him to run in and try and kill a batsman. <laughs> or on tie and, 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 and frighten yeah. hell out of a batsman. Now, that's all well, I want. Can he, should he be thinking of anything else? No, they'll give they'll give Steve Smith the vice captaincy and he'll do all the setting the fields right. and the tactics. And then you'll have Cummins, the one who can he was probably the only one that hasn't sent a dick pic to someone. That's probably how it now gets selected. <laughs> but if they do a background <laughs> check on uh Steve Smith, they yeah. may come up with a couple of things with Steve. Was it his guitar playing that oh, let me... oh yeah, let's do a background I'm check. This guy's cooked. You can't even make that guy a vice captain. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hang about, please, yes. uh, Titus. All right, we're going to come back to talk more in just a moment. Get with the program, Toots. This is Malloy. Jim Jeffries coming up in about 10, 15 minutes from now. Right now, though, we're joined by Titus O'Reilly here on Malloy. Okay, Titus, take us around the world. What do we need to know from the world of sport? Well, importantly, anyone who's a big fan of combat sports, sure. it's a new pay-per-view has been revealed, yeah. and it's pillow fighting. And pillow I think we've got fighting. a bit here. Yeah, pillow fighting in a cage. Okay, have a listen. PFC Pillow Fighting Championship. Now, these aren't just your regular pillows. It's not a down. It's not feathers. These are special pillows, and they have special handles to help the competitors. But hang on, this is a proper competition, an organisation. <laughs> It's a pay-per-view. You have to pay to watch it. And that dro- that boggles the mind, Mick, because if you Google people pillow fighting, yeah. there are thousands of free videos on on the web. I've been look I've done my You've research. Done your research. Wow, there's a Duran Duran film clip called yeah. Girls on Film, yeah. which uh, is, is all I need. 
I'll I'm happy to give out the links if you want to the <laughs> listeners. Greece beauty school dropout. I mean, there was pillow well, fights. The Greece. pillow fights yeah. in Greece is to make. Now that's when I think a pillow fight. I'm that's thinking it. of girls in their gym jams yeah. and lots of feathers coming out the end of some very uh, well stocked pillows, uh, possibly in slow motion. Uh, uh, possibly straddling a possibly. pole. <laughs> That's what I'm looking yeah. for for my pillow fight. But yeah. you're saying this is going to be heavily contested, mm. is it mixed martial artsy kind yeah. of. No, they just swing pillows at each other. <laughs> and the big selling point they said is so a lot of people love combat sports, but they don't like the fact people get hurt. So they don't, you know, they don't enjoy that side of it. And I thought, <laughs> they do not know MMA fans. <laughs> so they're going to have pillow fights. And immediately after that, uh, the same competitors will dry hump a cushion. <laughs> it's going to be a night of nights. I'm, you know what? I'm going to wait up for that. Yep. I'm going to be on the couch. So I'm going to have a pillow fight party and invite the lads around to have a look. What else have we got? Now, let's go to the world of pro snooker. Uh, and there's a player, who, a professional, who's not that happy. No, not happy at all. This is a, this is a player, Sean Murphy. What, he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, sure. He played in a professional tournament and an amateur had entered yeah. and the amateur beat him. <laughs> okay, how did he take that? Yeah. He took this not well. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he said that amateurs should not be in tournaments because they're an obstacle to his success. <laughs> This is a bit like being a stand-up comedian and yeah. complaining that a heckler was funny. <laughs> These are the rules. That's it. So he's got beaten by a, an amateur and dirtied up yeah. and, and said, this is dirty pool, basically. Yeah, we said, this is how I earn my living, so why are we letting these guys in at all? But it sounds like if that's how you're you know, not being good at your job, yeah. <laughs> sort of is how you'd stop making a living. You know, so you, you, you know, don't you, that I beat. Eddie Charlton in the game of snooker. Really? Like on the computer? No, <laughs> in real life. Well, really? It was, well, it was actually a sketch we filmed for the Late Show. However, uh, it, it was pub rules. Was the idea. Right. I, I, I actually had Eddie Char- Sir Eddie Charlton run around the snooker table with his pants around his ankles. Is <laughs> how, how the sketch ended. But I knew nothing about billiards, yeah, snooker, and I've I've broken and I've put two pinks in off the no off kidding the off the break, right, yeah, and the whole crowd just burst out into into wild applause. Hetty Charlton turns to me and goes, "As long as you play snooker, you'll never do that again." Apparently, it's like the equivalent of some kind of hole in one. Or no kidding. I, I said, "Shut up, Eddie!" And just, just look at me. I learn to it. Stop your strides. So, so what's the what's he asking for? No more amateur, yeah. no wild card entries. Just let me earn my living. Yeah, let 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 the professionals just play against. It's a bit like against each other. It's a bit like an NRL player saying, can we stop letting new people into the NRL? Yeah. <laughs> well, could be a good thing. Let's go to Real Madrid to close this out. What yeah. have you got for us? Yes, well, a guy called Karim Benzema, he's been found guilty of extorting an international teammate, Matthew Valabeno. <sighs> who a teammate, did you hear correctly? It was a teammate. So he was the intermediary. He said... He came to him and said, I've been approached by a bunch of people. They have a sex tape of you and your wife, and if you don't pay the ransom, they're going to release it. And they've approached me, so I'm just approaching you. I'm not part of it. Turns out he is part of it, and the people who had the tape and were blackmailing him were this guy's friends. (laughs) (laughs) So his mates have got together to blackmail him. Wow. Were Were the people, his friends, were they footballers as well? 
Or is this no, only one they team? Were, so a teammate were, is extorting money out of his teammate on behalf of the teammate's best friend. That's right. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Crikey. Well, that is uh, one for the ages. That's the best one I've heard since uh, the, the friendly, the, Mex- was it? the Mexican team had a party for their, what, their, their girlfriends, not their wives. That's it's just right. part of the World Cup. That's about that. It's a great story. <laughs> a bit of blackmailing going on there. Yeah, uh, Titus, thank you again. Well done, You're Titus. on the front bar next Thursday night yeah. uh, with Rod Marsh. But tonight, Serene Botham and Ricky Ponding kick off 8.30 Channel 7. Uh, get involved. Look forward to seeing you next week. See you, guys. Good on you, Titus. A drive home that's always unpredictable. <laughs> This is Malloy. Jim Jeffries, not far away. Uh, he had a big week last week. I think Amos Gill was on with Jim. Uh, yes. I'd like to catch up because I think they were going out after uh, last week's show. We'll, so we'll start there. Suss out what he got up to uh, last week, the great man. Okay. In yeah. the meantime, though, is it time for Audio Nary? Time to play Ordinary. That's right. Ordinary. Or is it Audio Nary? No, remember Pam, the audiologist? Oh, uh, she, you remember this? She? Hey, Pam. It's ordinary. I'm Thank an you. audiologist. Thank you. And as long as it's spelled A-U-D, ordinary, then it's absolutely fine, Dave. Case of Brick Lane Draft for that uh, correction, <laughs> Pam. Well, yeah, but it's not She's as funny right. because... Are you listening to it? It's not how it's spelt. She's saying as long as it's spelt like this. And that's how it's spelt. But are you? It, to sound the sound of it has to be audio nary, or else it just sounds like you're peddling, audio peddling nary rubbish. sounds like something ordinary. you go to a specialist and see about but your hearing. At least you know? audio, you know it's audio. If it's ordinary, you just think, but that's what that's what's that's that's what's interesting about it. But you don't make it. the relationship between audio and ord. No, but you don't need to. You go, what's this he's doing? What's this ordinary? Oh, I'm going to tune in. This sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, is, no, I don't know. is that your thought process? No, I'm not sure. Hey, what well, how's it work? All right, so what it is? It's like uh, it's like Pictionary, but it's with audio. So it's uh, a couple of clues, and I've got a uh, I've got a song title for you here, Mick, and uh, and I've got a couple of audio clues. You got to sort of work out what the song is from Are you going to run clues. one by me? I got just one. Uh, wet the whistle? This is just for you, all right? This is an exclusive Malloy. Let's even get this one. Here is the clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all so right. by, something baby. It's cry, a ba- cry. It could the, be crying. We've had doves cry. We, ha- we have, cry, yes. Cry, baby. But baby, the Reverse, yeah. the reverse. Yes. Cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> reverse. Have another <laughs> listen. Hang on. Right, cute. Baby, backing up. Baby, baby's got back. Oh! Baby got back. Oh! You other brothers can't deny. So you're good at this. Oh, it's a mix a lot. Any day of the week. That's what they call me. Why don't we play this song more often? We should get it's it on. Absolutely. Let's do it for a Friday. We'll do it tomorrow. Right. It's a Friday party song. Uh, let's do it. You get the idea. I've got some fresh ones ready to go now if you want to play along. Well, you got picked off twice yesterday, oh, didn't yeah. you? Got a hard so... one, I think, today, too. So, uh, yeah, but you can get Kings of Leon tickets if you get it right, though. So There's a lot to go on. Give us a call now. On the other side, we'll put you to the test for Audio Nary. That's right. Ordinary. Driving you home. This, this is Malloy. To gather back around your wireless people, here comes the big second hour of Malloy. Hello, Australia, and welcome to the big second hour. Jim Jeffries, yep. not far away. Satellite moving yep. into position. Buckle up. Delay's on. It's going to go. Uh, in the meantime, though, yeah. why don't we kick the hour off with some audio nearing? Time to play Ordinary. Thanks, Maddie. Maddie gets it. 
Maddie gets it. Love that guy. All right, how's it work, Dave? So it's uh, it's audio clues to a song title uh, today. Oh, what was the one I got just before? Oh, it was this one. So this was the clue. <laughs> the baby reversing. Reversing, and I identified it as baby. Got and, back. And then going back. Yeah, yeah. Got back. And it was to Mix-a-Lot. You're right. And did you dupe me? You got that pretty quick. What would you like? What would you like from the prize cupboard? You, well, your like choice? a uh, slab of brick lane. Absolutely. Coming your the way. Best of the business. Also sponsoring our last party next Friday. With the Paul brick Kelly. lane rooftop oh, Mickey's right. farewell party. It's Bang. Be huge. Uh, we will be on the uh, on the draft. Oh, the young. Pale. Got, All right. I am super pumped. In the meantime, Friday. Travis is on the line. Hello, Travis. We haven't got the clue yet. What's the what's the what's uh, you the, want to hear the yeah. well, Travis? You can hear it. Uh, Hello, Travis. How are you? Yeah, mate. Very well, gentlemen. Your first up, which is which is pole position, but it's not always great because you got less time to think about it than those in the queue. But it's happened before, hasn't it? Like we've had the first calls take it, so it might be your chance right now. Got the first chance. Let's have a listen to the clue. Kings of Leon tickets. Here it comes. There it is. Ooh. Can you do that once more? Of course I can. That'd be generous. Grease lightning. <laughs> Is it? No, it's Ooh. not grease lightning. What do you think, Travis? Song title, yes. Song, song title. title. What does it sound like, mate? One more. Need a guess. Storm boy. <laughs> riders on the storm. Oh, oh riders on the storm good is a good guess. guess. No, it's not riders on the ah, storm. Damn. Sorry, Duke Travis. The case of brick lane draft. Well though. done, though, Travis. I was about yeah, to have a crack at riders on the storm. One of my favourite songs. First oh. single I ever bought from a trash and treasure market in, in Canberra. It's a long song too. The original is yeah, about your seven or eight minutes worth. So put that one on. Yeah. All right, Kate's on the line. Hi, Kate. We're going to play you the clue. How are you? I'm going to play you the clue. Good. Here we go. Tickets to Kings of Leon if you get it right, Kate. Is it Thunderstruck? Of course it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Tickets to Kings of Leon. Thunderstruck is absolutely right. That is a good clue, a good song. Stay on the line, everyone else. We're going to go again. Oh, we go again. We go. Can you go again? Yeah, I tell you what I'll do this time round. I'm going to mix it up a bit. So this is going to be a band name. All right, a band name as opposed to a song Check title. Check in with Mark first. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Good. Good day, Mick. How, how are you Hello. going? Hey, once again, yeah. pole position. It's not right. always pleasant yeah, because good. you don't have a lot of time to think about it. But <laughs> here we go. Right, Here's yep. the musical clue. It's a band title we're after. My arms, there's so many. Something train, train, train is in like yeah, drops of Jupiter yeah. sort of style. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nah, it's not yeah. a train. Uh, what, what, what's it got to do with train? I thought the two, two, the train. Uh, that was toot, a toot. that was a rooster. That was a rooster. Oh, yeah. geez, oh. Can we play it again. Yeah, let's have it again. Okay, here it comes. There's so many. Yeah, it's not cock a rock. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to do with cock rock. No. Okay, not Mark that. said he's going. I tell you what, though, Mark gets another prize. All right. He doesn't get in there, but something from mine. Oh, we're going to do that, yes. are we? Okay. Hey, congratulations to you. You've got a copy of Shine It Up by Jackie Gillies. It's a book, I think, it might have been signed by Jackie. Uh, it's in the, the basket over there, so that's, uh, that's coming I'll your way. I'll tell you what else I'll throw in from What's my that? desk uh, a Dave O'Neill's book, The Summer of 82. Oh, yeah. Which was signed to me. 
There you go. It's on my desk. All right. Get rid of well, it. you can't get rid of uh, that. And, and did you notice this on the cover? Mm-hmm. There's a quote from Dave Hughes. He's hit Dave oh, before oh, coming oh. on and trying to malign him on last his show last week. week. He's going, I didn't know he was this funny. Oh. After all that, nicest thing you can do for someone. Um, well, you think you know a guy, don't you? Um, well right. done, Mark. Uh, Kate's on the line. Kate, uh, okay, let's Kate. have a listen to that clue again. My arms are so many. Band name we're after, Kate. Band name. Oh, I have no idea. I'm oh. completely stumped. What do you Who's think of it's Kermit? That's obviously Kermit. That's Kermit. What do you think of when you think of What do you think of when you think of Kermit? Rainbow Connection, Piggy. I'm brainstorming, but I can't think of it. I've got no idea. Sorry. <laughs> okay, don't stress. <laughs> don't worry, Kate. You'll be right. We'll get you next time. Yeah. Let's try one more. Yeah, Nathan. Come on, Nathan. Come on, Nathan. Hey, how you going, guys? Right, you got no idea, do you, Nathan? <laughs> no, I got no idea. If you say something like Kermit's uh, sorry, a frog stomper or something, but nah. <laughs> Frog stomp's not bad. Well, frog stomp's still the Animal House. It's got two animals animal. in it. It's a... So it sounds... Uh, well, what colour's Kermit? I'm going to give you a big clue oh, here. Oh, what? Uh, green, uh, green Day. That's Green Day. Green Day. There you go. Is the rooster crying for a new day? Ah, yeah. you've got it as well. I'll tell you what we'll get you is a Neverland Store voucher worth a couple hundred bucks. You can shop in store oh, online. Neverlandstore.com.au. Well done, Nate. Good to hear from you in Albury, mate. Thanks for calling through to Malloy. All right, the satellites are in place. We are ready to fire it up and talk to Jim Jeffries. For the drive home, this is Malloy. Join now from LA, California. It's Jim Jeffries on Malloy. Oh, great man. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Jim Jeffries. Now, last time we had a chat, you and Amos Gill oh, yes. were leaving <laughs> our interview to go to a French restaurant, I think, called Mistrale, and you were looking forward to a big feed. How did you go? I did the thing like, you know, you're in for a pig of a meal when you sit down. And they're doing the souffle, and it takes you know forty minutes to make. So you got to order it before your food oh, yeah. comes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's when, like, because you know, with dessert, you always go, oh, "I'm completely full. Oh, I'll have a look at the dessert menu," <laughs> and then you sort of think, "Oh, we probably won't get it." And then you convince someone to share something with you. That's how dessert goes down. There's yeah. a dance involved. <laughs> yes. there's, a, there's a big dance. Women are unbelievable. Women act like they've never had a dessert in their life. <laughs> My mother, before God bless her soul, she's passed yeah. away, but she she was a big lady, my mum. Right. What she would do with desserts, if there was a stranger at the table who wasn't a member of the family, yeah. she'd go like this. She'd look at the menu and go, oh, I won't have dessert. And then she'd look at something that she wants and she'd do this, a chocolate molten <laughs> lava cake. I've never had one of those. And so always someone would go, oh, you should try it, Carolyn, if you've never had one. And I, I saw her do this with different girlfriends I had yes. over the years. And, and she did that, a chocolate molten lava cake. And I went, they sell them at Domino's. That's the Domino's dessert. You've had that. But here's what I've noticed. No, no, I won't, but you order. Yeah. I maybe get two spoons. <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. What am I getting two spoons no, for? You're done. You're cooked. I oh, said, oh, you I said you didn't want anything. I've ordered <laughs> mine. Why right. am I ordering two friggin' spoons? It's even worse when they must have something with the waiter. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because, like, you just go, I'll have a cheesecake. She's not having anything. Thank you very much. And then the guy comes up and goes, two spoons, just in case. <laughs> and you're like, what have you done? Have you just shown up out of nowhere with your extra spoon? <laughs> Take that spoon and jam it up your ass. Oh, my wife does this one. Whenever we order a meal, she goes, why don't you get something that we both want and I'll get something and we can share our meal? And I go, no, because I'm going to order something good. <laughs> I'm going to get like the lasagna and you're going to get the vegan shredded no, salad. Yeah. I don't want to halve your <laughs> shit. I just want my food. 
You speak the truth. I, was, I talked about this on the show the other day. The greatest cooks in the world are the women's CWA, yeah. the Country Women's Association. Yeah. And mm. I used to curb crawl funerals just in the country, <laughs> in regional areas, because they were generally the spread put on oh, by man. the women yeah. was absolutely second to none. And that's what I found this out when I was doing Cracker Jack, because a lot of the bowling clubs have the older. All the guys I know who bowl look forward to particular clubs. Oh, oh, it's my rabbit this week. Yeah. And the ladies there put on a fantastic spread. So, but I was introduced to Country Women's Association through uh, the the lucrative lawn bowling circuit. Mm. And mm. tell me if that wasn't the greatest thing I ever discovered. These old ducks, absolutely top shelf, but boy, can they cook. When my mother passed, I remember we went in, my dad had put some money aside for the funeral, and I said... I kept on offering the paper, and he said, no, 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 I want to pay for this. And I said, well, how about I buy the food, right? We did set, we walk into the funeral home, right, and they go like this. They go, okay, so you've bought the blah, blah, blah package. And they go, you've got the basic package, and we're like, we're okay with that. And they go, oh, well, it is a chipboard box. It's made out of cork, the box. <laughs> they go, here's a selection of the other coffins. And we went like this, me and yeah, my brothers yeah. and my dad, that box, those flowers, Here's the two songs she wants. <laughs> He'll be doing it. Like, we, we yeah. organised the funeral yeah. that quick, Back, right? Yeah. And then they went, okay, and we have a selection of foods, and that took about 50 minutes. <laughs> Just arguing with, with my dad yeah. about the not everyone's going to want prawns. <laughs> I guess everyone will want prawns. Well, there are enough prawns for me because I'll have to talk to everyone at the funeral, you see, so I won't get straight to the platter to begin with. All you could eat would be a good idea for a funeral at some yeah, stage. Yeah. I would have thought, hey, Jim, can you hang around? Uh, we're going to talk some more with the great Jim Jeffries. A drive home that's pretty loose. This is Malloy. We are joined by Jim Jeffries, host of I Don't Know About That. It's a podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Fantastic podcast. The topic right. this week was artificial intelligence, and I have to mm. say I was captivated because this it's all a bit of a mystery to me. I don't quite understand how it all works, and I don't have a much clearer idea having listened <laughs> to your podcast. But you're right; it's self-aware robots, is it? Is that what we're I talking about? I nodded along a lot. Right. I was like, "Oh," because she would use words in her sentences that I could do a whole episode on. That explain what that word means or how that's spelled, you know. But no, I I'm no clear. I think it's like. Tesla cars driving themselves is the yeah. best example. Yeah. Okay. Or it's bloody robots taking your jobs. That's the good thing about us, Siri. I can't do f***ing Siri in this country. Do they have the Australian accent over there? <laughs> yes. Like on the Siri? Yeah, we do. Yeah, because yeah, i got a dumbass American phone, and to get anywhere, I'm like, Siri, set a time, set an alarm right now. <laughs> That's the only way I can get the thing to work. Because it doesn't, Siri doesn't understand an Australian accent in America. Oh. Yeah, so like, like I reckon Arnold Schwarzenegger, he must have had a Siri built just for him. Because <laughs> the chances <laughs> of meeting another fella that talks like that must be very rare. <laughs> Well, they did that too on GPS, I know, in cars. You could yeah. remember at one stage you could get, a, like, John Cleese That's would right. uh, do it. Celebrity uh, voice. You get celebrity voices. I did one. I recorded I one did many way. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have the Mr. T one on my, my <laughs> car. That was, that was a fun. Mr. T. Pity the fool who doesn't turn right. <laughs> yeah, I pity the fool like that. And then it's like you turn it off and you go, stop that jibber jabber. Like you go, all right, Mr. T. Yours would have been fun. Oh, that would yeah. be great. Oh, oh, it. it was a lot of go. Left, go right, you've got there. You a lot of that. <laughs>
Well, you know what? You're very good at voices, and this is a great segue into your new character on the animated movie called Extinct. Tell us about your character. Tell us about the movie. It doesn't sound very cheery for a kid's film, (laughs) Extinct. Oh, it's quite quite a sad movie. It's about a whole lot of extinct animals, and there's one each of them left, and they make a gang, basically. It's like the squid game. Hey, the squid game. While I'm at it, the squid game. I like the squid game. Didn't mind the squid game. Everyone's seen the squid game. I'll tell you my problem with the squid game. Yes, the opening scenes like this, I didn't read the subtitles. Yeah, I right. just learnt Korean like everyone should. No, I, I, I did it with the dubbed over voices, I, right? Yeah. And I like, although I must say, all the voices like American, like, hey, I need the money. You need the money. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, no, you're going to die. And then, like, except for the old bloke who was like, I am very happy. Why did he have the old Confucius voice? Everyone else had an American accent. I didn't know what was going on there. At the beginning of the Squid Games, they go, when I was young, we used to play a game called the Squid Game. The rules were simple. All you did was draw a picture of a squid. What the f*** are you talking about? It was a square with a triangle with a circle at the top, right? doesn't look anything like a squid. I don't know what that is. Circle, triangle, square. And they go, the rules were simple. First, you would have to walk outside the square. Then you could hop on this line. Then you could tackle in this box, but not in that box. It was more complicated than chess. <laughs> it was too. So did you have a problem with that after the original concept, after the inciting concept? You go, I just can't buy into this. I can't buy into the square. I, I, look, I enjoyed it as much as the next person. I don't know how they're going to make number two. How are they going to get, like, well, they can't get all the characters back, obviously. <laughs> this is pretty, can't get them all back. What about a prequel? Yeah, yeah, well. you could do a prequel, pre-Squid Game. Yeah, the old bloke, he's young life. I won't ruin it for him. <laughs> the guy dyes his hair red at the end. That's a little <laughs> Easter egg for you. Yeah, just before we go uh, to another break, your movie, Extinct. So I play a Tasmanian tiger, Fair right? Time. I don't vary my voice up. I go a bit more gruff like this. Yeah. <laughs> I only read my lines. They take you in a booth. You do it all by yourself. So I watched the film fresh myself. There's a couple of twists in it. I didn't even know what happened. But I had an interview. I did some American radio, and they were talking. They said, oh, you you just did this extinct. And I said, yeah, yeah. And then I, you know when you're just bullshitting on radio and you think, oh, that sounds like the truth, right? And I went like this. And I go, go, you know, it was quite an honour to do this because... I don't know if anyone knows this, but it was probably the first Australian voice on an American animated movie all time. And then the radio DJ went, what about Finding Nemo? And I went, yes, yes, that was packed. That was filled with a yep. Australian voices. You got me there. Yeah. Hey, we're going to come back and talk some more about this in just a moment. Hang about, please. Jim Jeffries with us. Malloy on Triple M. This is Malloy. We are joined by Jim Jeffries this afternoon from Los Angeles. We were just talking about Extinct, a new animated yeah. feature. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Out it's out. on now. Yeah, it's, it's gone bonkers. Yeah. I think it's in the top ten shows in Australia <laughs> as we speak. It is. So it is. Uh, there you go. Uh, you might want to hit them up like Robin Williams did. Remember Robin Williams? Never heard Aladdin. of him. Tell me all about him. <laughs> he did Aladdin, but he did it for peanuts. Right. You know, he did it for a thing. Basically improvised the whole thing. It became... A sensation. Yeah. They yeah. made like half a billion dollars out of it. Right. And he said, how about something for me? And they went, no. And he absolutely cracked it. In the end, you know how they brokered a piece? They bought him a Picasso. Ah. And he, as like you'd go, all right then. 
<laughs> All right, come here, give me a hug. So if this film goes mad, you need to go and get yourself. I once matched with Robin Williams' daughter on a dating app. It was very oh, are you kidding? Wow. I did, yes. How did that go, can I ask? I never pulled it off. I never sort of did that. I thought, oh, I don't want to be involved there. That would be too much conversations about a dad or something. I don't know. It would be a funny first meeting around the table. Yeah. A couple of comedians. It's always like when you go and meet the rest of a family, she'd be like, oh, Jim's a comedian. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a comedian as well. Not like, not as big as your dad. Your dad was very popular. He sorely missed. I didn't want to do that all the bloody time. You know? No, you're your own man. Now, I want to ask you about this, putting it down, because there's some of the names here, like Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Are you joking? Yeah. The Fonz is in this. Are you putting them down together or do you go in on your own? I mean, without without destroying the magic. I haven't met any of the actors oh. in the whole thing. And it was made during COVID and we all like, oh, there'll be a premiere. And I thought, oh, that'll be good. Because I do all my scenes with like Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, fantastic. Uh, uh, Zazie Betts and uh, I know Ken John. Ken John, I was going to say. He's know, a funny bugger. I know bugger. Ken John. Uh, Adam Devine's in there. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. It's it's all happening. Yeah, but you don't meet anyone. You go and put it down in isolation. And you go in there, you go in there, and then they go, oh, sing a song for us, and you sing the song, and then it turns out you're harmonising with people. I don't even remember singing the bloody really? song. I, I went in there, but it's there. It's on the film. You could have done a duet with the Fonz. You just don't know yet. <laughs> I, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't meet the Winkler, man. I would have liked to meet Fonz. Yeah. I feel like that guy, right? Yeah. I feel like Henry Winkler. Okay, first. First of all, Fonzie. Yeah. Yes. Go. How the f*** did they sell us that guy being cool? <laughs> right? When you break it down, it's a bloke living in a studio apartment <laughs> above a suburban house in Milwaukee. Yes. Right? Milwaukee. He's yeah. about 30 years old and he's hanging out with 16-year-olds in a milk bar. Yeah. Right? Yes. And then he goes up to people, oh, you can't use the jukebox? I can do it. Bang. Like that. <laughs> and if you want to talk to me, meet me in the toilet. It's my office. My office is a toilet. Yeah, my office is a toilet. I live in a studio apartment and all the chicks dig me. <laughs> and he's always hitting on Mrs. Cunningham. Oh, he's, always, he's hitting on his mate's mum. I mean, how uncool is that? And also, I've lived a long time on this planet, and I'm yet to meet a Fonzarelli. <laughs> There's never been another Fonzarelli. I've never gone, oh, this is me mate Ben Fonzarelli. I feel like they made that up. I've travelled to Italy. No Fonzarellis. <laughs> But I'm, I'm struggling to think if I've run into a Ralph Melf either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, there were some good cameos in there, wasn't there? There was a Leather Tuscadero. Yeah, Susie Quattro. She was in Who there was as Pinky well. Tuscadero? That was... That's how Robin Williams started. He was, he was a, a cameo. Yeah. Mork was the first character he ever did. He did that. I tell you what, though. One time uh, when I first got to America and I just did a set that was just pure filth and all that type of stuff. Allegedly, Penny Marshall had come to see me with maybe putting me in a film, right? Oh, that's oh, wow. huge. Turns out she didn't last the whole gig, okay. mate. She <laughs> left. That was Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. You know that yeah. she was Laverne because she always stitched a letter of L <laughs> on her chest. What adult does that? And they had Ziggy and what's his name living uh, upstairs? Yeah, Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, how dare Not Ziggy. Lenny and Squiggy. No, no, you didn't see the late season of Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust would come That's down right. with his thunderbolt on his eye. That's how he came up with the character. It was a spin-off from Laverne and Shirley. And they lived in Milwaukee. How many sitcoms have been set in Milwaukee? No. I was in Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee's probably the biggest drinking town in oh, all yeah. of America. It's where all the beers made. All the Milwaukee Brewers, they named their baseball yeah. team after beer. And it's, it's freezing cold. And I was playing in the Paps Theatre, like it was named after the beer company. Everything's yeah. beer there. Right? And next to the theatre, next to the river, they have a statue called the Bronze 
Fonz. <laughs> it's a life-size picture of Fonzie going, hey. <laughs> but he's like, his neck and his head is all gold. But then the leather jacket's like a legitimate leather jacket color. Yeah. It's a black leather jacket and T-shirt. Oh. And then he has blue jeans. I tell you what, if you are half pissed, you would pick a fight with him. Like, what are you <laughs> smiling at? What are you staring yeah, at, Fonzarelli? <laughs> what are you yeah, staring yeah. at? Yeah, yeah. And, and you'd lose too because he's got a steel jaw on him, that man. Well, as always, we've covered a bit of ground on the show today, Jim. I feel like we've covered nothing. This is our <laughs> second last time talking, Mick. Is there a big party plan, Mick? Uh, we, you, what we're going to do next Friday up on the roof, yep. Paul Kelly's going to come along, play half a dozen songs. I'm going to get all my mates who fly through here, like Glenn Robbins and Ross Noble and all my other regulars. We'd oh, love to have fantastic. you on the show, yeah, but we just, I don't think we can get the uh, satellite technology <laughs> in on the Friday. And also, you're doing it rooftop like the Beatles and Let It Be. It's a nice <laughs> That's touch. Right. That's right. Going to dress in a red fluffy jacket like Ringo did. <laughs> That's right. So I believe I will be talking to you for the last time on the program on Thursday. Next week, we may have put together a little package of some of your stuff with uh, Matty oh. Dower out the back, who's been laughing his tits off for the last couple of days, stitching some stuff together. So we, sir, will talk again this time next week. Hey. As always, thank you, Jim Jeffrey. Get with the program, toots. This is Malloy. Thanks to Crown Forklifts, and there's nothing like a Crown Forklift for picking it up and putting it down. Now, Dave, you may have noticed uh, something a little I different have today. It's a lot I am different today. In studio, yes. sitting at the wheel, hard hat on, hard hat on of the Crown Forklift as we play the jingle. Fire I will up. be dancing Where in it. Oh. Here we go. There it is. You're unbelievable. And I've thrown my hat in the air. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> At the end. I well, love the full version. Well done. I oh, know. How good does that feel? Well, we might we might try and get a choir or something together for the Yeah, final we might show. need to open the windows. The diesel fumes in here are probably a bit strong for a small studio. But well done. And thank you, Crown, too. Well, uh, once again, another happy, satisfied customer. You Mwah! Oh. On this occasion. They are the best in the business, Dave. I don't care what anyone oh, says. Oh, I know they are. Uh, you rarely get an argument. Uh, have you known a product that's so synonymous with what it does? You know straight away when, when you say crown, yeah. you just know straight away no, forklift. Of course it is. If you, you, you may as well just say crown. You don't even have to say forklift. Forklift because it's I'm a crown. Because you know what you're doing because it is one of those iconic uh, names yeah. that you know what you're getting. It's like it's like quality. It just says everything you need to know about the product. And they're like a family to us here at, uh, at Malloy as well. Bunch. I mean, we're, they've been a big sponsor of this show for a long time and I mean, we love them. They're like family. They are like family, family. to us. And uh, I tell you, once you get on board, uh, they are on oh, through be, thick and thin. They'll be with you the whole way. Uh, it's not over once uh, they sell you no. the equipment. Uh, they stay in touch. Don't believe me. Why don't we speak to one of their satisfied customers right now, Dave? Yes, we've got uh, Talal Khan, who's the uh, National Warehouse and Logistics Manager at King Living. G'day, Talal. G'day, guys. How you going? Hey, uh, mate, you're down there at King Living. How many Crown Forklifts have yeah. you got? 
Mate, we've got about 14, 14 pieces here, 14 equipment here Jeez. sitting down from Crown. You know, four of them are specialised, you know, kind of custom made for King. And what did oh. they see? That's it. So they'll even custom make stuff for you How to suit that? your specific needs. Interesting. You learn something yeah. new every day. So what have you had kind of yeah. customised to suit your so needs? So we've, had, we've, had, uh, we've got here some narrow aisles yep. uh, that are specialised for furniture platform uh, machinery. Yeah. Got it. And yep. uh, you know what? Not anyone can customise and deliver within a deadline, actually, to be honest with you, just to suit our need yep. to lift up that heavy furniture and actually from, you know, 11 metres high and drive it back to the ground without having to move it out of a lane. So they would have just looked yeah. at it. They said, what's the problem, narrow yeah. aisles? No problem here, mate. Yeah, Leave it with us. Boy. And off they go. Yeah. Their brains 100%. trust. Yeah. The boffins oh. back at head office. They sort it out, sort of come back and go, yeah. we've sorted it for you. Talal, yeah. you, you ever get behind one yourself, yeah. mate? Yeah, I have, mate. I have. I'm actually licensed to drive them now, so uh, I've been on them. That's dirty And they're talk. quite amazing. Oh, mate, we should go for a drive one day. We'll yeah. take it out. We'll, we'll go for a cruise. Yeah, that's it. What do mate, you reckon? we'll go for a cruise 11 metres up in the air. That's the best thing you can do. <laughs> exactly hey, right. tell us a bit about your business, mate, King Living. Yeah. What are you doing? Hey, mate, look, uh, King, Living, King Living's been in the industry for about 30 years of making furniture, and it's not just about furniture. We Our brand is a representation of a lifestyle, yeah. and we wanted to always team up you know, with innovation, creativity, to be able to deliver the best, not just the furniture, and also how we move it and how we store it. And it, it just represents everything. So, mate, I've been in the industry for a while, King Living probably for about a year. Yep. Uh, mate, and I'll tell you what, I've worked with Crown in many different businesses, yep. and they've always delivered. And nice. The service is, you know, second to none. You don't have to worry about breakdowns. They don't happen very often, no, and that's the best part about it. Hey, yeah. Thanks today, and thanks for helping us out. I mean, we can bang on about it all day, but you're out yeah, there on yeah. the front line using yeah. uh, some of the greatest bits of machinery ever devised. Well done, sir. Well done, Talala. Well, well done, Crown. There it's Malloy on Triple M. Like and putting it down. A drive home that's always unpredictable. <laughs> This is Malloy. Done for the day. What a show too. Jim Jefferies always brings the laughs. By yeah. the way, the podcast, you can catch up. What we do is put a an uncensored Jim Jefferies podcast out for sure those do. who uh, would like to hear him without the, the beeps and all that business. Yeah. So uh, you catch that on the Malloy yeah. podcast. And uh, as always, Dave's Corner Episode is 49. Uh, worth a look. Almost to... half a century now. Almost 50 episodes done under my belt, if you can believe that. It's a bit uh, global. It's global it's today. It's global today. It's... The discussion is global, but please don't be alarmed. It's not highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's definitely playing down the shallow end of the uh, the pool. And all right. um, oh, so that's Dave's one. It's episode forty nine. Uh, our podcast ready to go for Malloy. Mate, what time tonight? Oh, front bar. What am I nuts? Of course, eight thirty. Yes. Channel seven. I cannot wait. I'm Sir so Ian pumped Botham, for it. Ricky oh, Ponting. We're going to go bonkers. This is going to be It's going to be a great show. I can't wait. We've got some good stuff lined up. Massive. Give it a go. You don't want to miss it. 8.30 tonight, all around Australia, Channel 7, Front Bar Cricket Edition. Tomorrow, Andy Lee is going to be on here great. this show. Uh, Dylan Lewis as well. Catch up with him too. That'll right. be Friday to back your drive you home again tomorrow with Malloy on Triple M. This has been the Malloy Drive Show Podcast, and there's nothing like a crown forklift for picking it up and putting it down. They're never far away from where you are in cities, suburbs, and country towns across Australia with guaranteed reliability and superior quality. Check them out at crown.com or call 131 604.